0: Imagine you're in a library that has all the books you've ever read in your life. Just lining the shelves. Books from your childhood, books you started and never finished, books you loved, books you hated, books you skimmed for history class. Every single book is on these shelves you're walking along, you know, perusing, and you notice a really bright blue book. And it's just a little confusing to you. I mean, really bright, like sky blue, but like neon sky blue. And you can't ever remember reading that book because, I mean, the cover is just like so bright. Like the cover almost takes away from the book and you're you're trying to you're walking up to this book trying to remember when have i read such a bright blue book and then you open it and you start to hear something whispering in the background and you're so 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 confused what is going on what is going on and then your hands start turning blue and your feet start turning blue and your clothes start turning blue and the walls of this library start turning blue and what is going on? Elephant Whispers. And today, believe it or not, we will not be talking about the color blue at all. In fact, we will be doing quite the opposite, almost exclusively discussing the color red. And why did you make that intro, Ben? I don't make the rule, okay? And anyways, before we get into that, the big discussion that's happening across the world right now with the coronavirus vaccine is not, of course, of course they're giving it to first responders first, it's in their name, um, and people in nursery homes and other people with high risk. The question is who to give it to last. Specifically, should we give it to 16 and 17 year olds? This is the age range that nobody is sure about. People are pretty confident that it's a bad idea to give it to kids who already have pretty strong immunity and it's like high risk, but that like 16, 17 year old age group is hotly contested. And I'm not a scientist, and I am frankly not here to tell you why. I am just here to be confused. Have I dodged a bullet? by not being under question and being 18 and just being an adult like yeah you should get this vaccine and like that'll be great i'll be protected or are there going to be some side effects to this thing long term that are not going to do well for me and actually it's kind of interesting because obviously anti-vaxxers kind of a little cuckoo but a new vaccine Developed with a new method That's never been done before Could have some long-term consequences that nobody is really sure about and I'm not saying I'm not gonna take the vaccine I would never propagate something like that on my platform Okay, but like there have been articles in like actual news journals not like fajita Dot org makes it sound legitimate. I have News Biz. Does anybody still use a .biz URL? Do they still exist? If they do, I want to buy all of them. <laughs> that would and have them all redirect to Fajita News That then I think I would be extremely successful. Okay. What I really want to do um, as my million dollar business idea is. To redirect um, certain websites to just like some random thing that mines Bitcoin from people using it. Um, What do I mean by that? Well, first of all, you ever make a typo when you type a website and it says like nothing found or whatever, it gives you a 404, doesn't exist, whatever, some kind of error. But like somebody could buy that URL. So like instead of Google, like Gaggle, I don't know. And gaggle.com if somebody doesn't own that yet. Just for the sake of an example. And then have that redirect to like my site or wherever. And mine Bitcoin. And what, I, what is that, how does that work? Well, I was exposed to this at the very young age of coronavirus vaccine ambiguous, 16 where I played this video game called Shellshock.io. Very fun video game. You play as an egg with an AK-47 and you try and crack other people (laughs) who are also eggs with their own AK-47s. Great time, but then me and my friends who were playing this together noticed that our computers were really heating up when we were playing this game, which is like a relatively simple game. You know, some of my friends have like, Hardcore gaming computers, but they were going full steam trying to run shellshock.io Which is like a web game. It's not meant to be taxing at all and Then it came out in the news that Shellshock the reason that they weren't running ads on their game or anything was because in addition to running the game on your computer they were using your computer's processing power to mine bitcoin and make money wow (laughs) that is just insane and i i i'm here for it obviously no beef with any of that but like you gotta hustle how you gotta hustle but that was pretty tilting for some of my friends whose like computers were getting fried you know i was just on my little laptop whatever they're mining, 0.00000001% of a Bitcoin with my computer. Couldn't really care less. My computer would have been on full heat even without that going on. (laughs) I am not the kid with the hardcore laptop that's, like, humming during lecture going, I guess you don't have to deal with that on Zoom anymore. That's kind of nice, you know? I feel like like everybody who doesn't like Zoom learning in schools, kind of forgot how terrible it is to learn with people. <laughs> I'm kidding, obviously, it's it's a great time, but there, there are some silver linings there. That's all I'm trying to say. But anyways, back to my website idea, right? I think it's brilliant, right? Cause a lot of these URLs, they're like random URLs. Like I'm sure nobody's bought them. And then suddenly I redirect people to my site, you know, I hold them on with like for like 10 seconds with like a cute picture of a puppy and in that time you know I just work their system for some coin and boom I'm vibing I could just run ads on that site too but that's less fun oh (laughs) speaking of ads on sites this is a little internet throwback for those of you boomer zoomers out there does anybody remember when These guys had an actual billion dollar, not billion dollar idea, but an actual banger website idea where their website was just a blank white square, right? And you could buy ad space on this square. So advertisers would pay for a little, a couple of like 20 by 20 pixels in this little square to have their logo on this website, quote unquote, that only exists as a walking advertisement. And obviously, there's nobody actually going on this website. It's just like a joke to get advertisers on. And they got huge traction and just, like, took so much money from these advertisers before people caught on and realized that was a scam. But, you know, all fun times, like early days of the internet, so much stuff just like flying around. That's, those are the days, you know? But, you know, there's more for the future, not so much for the internet. The internet's going to a honky in a hand basket. But sitcoms, okay? Here's how we can innovate sitcoms. This is my pitch to all you Hollywood screenwriters that I know are tuning in, okay? Sitcoms always have holiday themed episodes on the days that holidays come out, you know? So like there's a Christmas episode on Christmas, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And as a result, all of these kind of like sitcom off seasons where there are holidays but they don't air new episodes of shows kind of never get hits on sitcoms. I am thinking, of course, first and foremost of April Fool's, for which there is not a single sitcom episode out there, but it's literally the funniest holiday with the most potential for just tomfoolery. And everybody's watching this stuff on Netflix now, way after it's come out. Nobody cares what day it was, like, actually released on. One, The first episode of the season could be in February and the next one could be in April. Like nobody cares about that, logically. Like we watch all the episodes back to back in one night. So who cares if they take place over the course of a month, a year, or a decade, or just straight up a different April Fools themed episode every single episode of a season. Now that's a show I would watch. It's not my April Fools episode idea. That's something I would watch. Here's my idea. I'm thinking, like, uh, this would work well in, like, a How I Met Your Mother type vibe. And what it would be is Day Before April Fool's, right? Guy tells all his friends, um, we'll call this guy Gandalf, because, you know, you always think of these, like, old characters, uh, like, old wives characters on TV shows and movies and all that to have kind of like some just immortal knowledge that they've just always had, but they were kids once, okay? They might've lived for like 300 years, but they were kids once. They made bad decisions and those bad decisions should be recorded on sitcoms. So young Gandalf over here, Gandy, as his friends called him, um, is like, I'm gonna tell my girlfriend that I cheated on her as an April fool's joke. And all his friends are like, no, Gandhi, that is a terrible idea. What are you talking about? There's no way that that can go well for you, okay? Too far. But he's like, nah, nah, trust me, it's gonna be hilarious, right? And then, so it's the next day, he's out to dinner with his girlfriend. Or maybe they're just getting takeout. You know, I haven't worked out the details yet, I don't know what country it's in. Honestly, probably like Norway. I feel like Scandinavian TV slaps. I don't know why, but that's just the vibe I get from those countries, you know? If you don't get that vibe, we just you just have to be wrong for the rest of your life. You're just wrong. <laughs> I don't know why I've gotten so aggressive all of a sudden. I'm not hungry, which is usually the first reason. Just had some delectable jam um fun fact about me by the way because this episode is just all about going on tangents apparently because we still haven't gotten to why this episode is supposedly all about the color red and i'm telling you right now we are not going to get there for a while so (laughs) hunker down and push through and you will be rewarded anyways Let's just get back to Gandalf, okay? (laughs) So, and he's at dinner with his girlfriend. He's like, Canada? His girlfriend's name is Canada. I cheated on you. And she's like, oh, that's cool, me too. And he's like, what? And he, like, he knows it's April 1st, right? So he's not sure if she's joking, but she's like, oh my God, thank God I did too. Now we're even. Okay, we can move on. And she just like goes back to eating, like, feels no need to continue this conversation. While my man's Gandhi over here is in complete shock, okay? And he spends the rest of the episode trying to figure out if she's like just messing with him or if she actually cheated on him. And in the end, it turns out that his friends told her. Say that because you know he was all braggy about his brilliant joke idea, and then he gets a taste of his own medicine, you know. And of course, plenty of opportunities for some funny quips in this one. Okay, I'm not gonna like try and do sitcom type humor with some like laugh track in the background over the podcast. Oh my goodness. If I had, like, the editing capabilities to do that easily, and this was, like, a YouTube video, I would immediately cut to me doing that. (laughs) Like, acting out a sitcom with, like, a wig on to be the other character, laugh track, the works. But, you know, this is a podcast, this is a more formal, professional, exquisitely crafted, but just a little more subtle type of media So I really, really won't do that. Maybe for, like, a Christmas episode, holiday special type vibe. Um, But we'll see. We'll see when we get there, okay? We'll see. But for now, that means we're done with the sitcom. So I have one more thing to say before we finally get to hear about the color red. And that is a word to my growing international audience. So, as some of you who listen diligently to the podcast know, I get um, not super specific information, but, you know, information about which countries people listen from um, to my episode. Like, I don't know your address or whatever, but I know the countries. And occasionally... I get listeners from just random places, you know? And that's kind of vivy in my opinion. Like, it's just cool to me that somebody in, like, Singapore is listening to my podcast. And last time, I talked about Singapore and Russia, okay? And since then, we've also picked up Finland, Uh, just speaking of uh, Scandinavian countries, Costa Rica and Germany, okay? And I know I've gotten at least one more view from Russia, so thank you to my Russian man for holding down the fort in that country. Respect. But that's one thing that doesn't really work, right? Because how do I know the Russian guy is listening to this episode? I only know he's listened to past episodes. Or, gal, you know, I have a very... mm, ruggedly handsome voice like you don't know what my face looks like but you can imagine that you know i am who's even attractive right now i'm trying to think of an attractive celebrity and i feel like they're all old like obviously like brad pitt is like still a 10 out of 10 but it's just like like this i don't have a brad pitt voice i know that i can live with that but i don't know and like ryan reynolds used to be young now he's he's got white hair you know And that hairline's not going in the right direction, if you know what I'm saying. Um, So, yeah, just insert your favorite hot celebrity. And, yeah, that's me. Anyways, I don't know that they're listening to this episode. So what I'm going to do right now is a little guesswork, okay? I'm going to just say a friendly word to my international audience from a specific country that hasn't listened to my podcast yet. And then hopefully I'll have guessed it right, you know? And this is something I do, like I have some amazing confidence in my guessing ability for absolutely no reason. It's all these multiple choice tests that I've taken in high school that make me think that I can just guess out of 196 countries where I'll get my next listener from. But it's because like when you take a lot of multiple choice tests with the same teacher, you kind of get like, maybe you guys have had this experience in class, but you kind of get a sense for what the right answer is, even if you don't know the right answer to a question, and you can just kind of figure it out. And this happened to me with, what class was it? It was some AP exam where I had done so many of these practice tests that I could just guess with like very good accuracy what the right answer would be. And I'm not going to say which test. I didn't actually take the AP exam because of COVID. But like on practice tests, I would straight up not know answers. And 75% of the time, I would get those questions right. You know and not to flex or anything but i i am in fact flexing i don't brag a lot on this podcast um but right now i'm trying to make all the people who think my voice sounds like ryan Reynolds slash brad pitt slash whoever um just really seal the deal with those relationships you know um because you know this is how we find love in 2020 by listening to someone else's podcast and by the way If you do want to hit me up in the DMs, you can reach me through the Anchor app or anchor.fm slash elephantwhispers, um, and you'll have the option to send me a message through there. So if you have any thoughts on the podcast, feedback, um, questions, you want some dating advice, I'm happy to talk about that on the podcast and embarrass you in front of millions of people. (laughs) Those are two separate things. The podcast doesn't have millions of viewers, but I'll find a way to get you publicly shamed. (laughs) I can make it happen. That's one of my talents. Um, So the country that I'm guessing, not guessing, it's not a guess. I know that I'm about to get a Croatian man in the chat or, or not necessarily a man. I just have a feeling it's a guy. But that's, that's, that's a guess. I'm guessing it's a Croatian guy, but I just, I know it's a Croatian. So, I promise I'm not fudging the books, guys. I am a man of integrity. I follow the Princeton University honor code to the T, okay? I am not here to mess around. If I get a Croatian viewer, I will let you know. If I do not, I will slowly just forget about the fact that I ever brought it up and we will never come back to this and you will forget too. And I will still be able to say that I have a 75% correct guess rate because that's a made up number. Okay, anyways, now it is time for the color red. So I am currently down on Cape Cod, for those of you who don't know, beaches, okay? And I've seen a lot of different colors of seaweed, okay? And that's a weird flex, but okay, you know? I've seen green seaweed, black seaweed, which is just green seaweed that's been sitting out for too long, white seaweed, which has been which is green seaweed that's been sitting out too long in the hot weather. <laughs> okay, fine, I've only seen three different colors of seaweed, but now I've seen a fourth, I've seen red seaweed, more specifically, red algae, okay? And this stuff is just strange. It's not like a blood red. It's like there's a whole gradient on this stuff from like some of it is like a neon red and some of it is like Arctic Fox red, you know? Like I'm not talking like a fox with orange fur. I mean a fox with like red fur, you know, ginger foxes. I guess gingers are orange too. You know what I mean? Like Archie Andrews red, that's what it is, okay? And for a while I wanted Archie Andrews hair color. That was something that I was really passionate about. And then and then I came to my senses and grew up. And here we are, me being a responsible adult and podcast host. Um, because those things go together. Podcasts are adult things to do. I have a real job, mom. Trust me. Um, and anyways, the key, all right, the key is to not panic. Because... When I look into the water, into the waves, the tide coming in, it is literally red. And I am like, okay, 2020 is about to really hit the fan. The water is turning red. Not blood red, okay? It's not the the, the 10 plagues coming at us right now. It's just regular red. Um, but still, a little scary. So I Googled it because and I got like a WebMD type of result first, which was like, yep, you're gonna get cancer from that. <laughs> um, of course, it is completely fine. It's safe, it's natural. And it's, it's just an algae bloom that happens sometimes. It's actually super like random and sporadic and unknown, but yeah, it happens everywhere along the coast. Apparently sometimes there's just red algae. I thought it was a winter thing. because It's never really been down here in the winter before. But no, it's just, like, a weird thing that happens. So, like, that's a vibe. You didn't know seaweed could literally scare you to death? Now you do. That's why we listen to the podcast, okay? I feel like that's a little underwhelming after I played I'm Blue, ba da dee da da um But, you know, you get what you get. But there's something even more exciting still left to talk about in the podcast, and... Um, I want to keep in the a little bit of the gaming vein that we were in last time not talking about video games but rather people who watch other people play video games, which is hard for a lot of people other people normies as we call them (laughs) uh, To to wrap their heads around because Why wouldn't you just play the game yourself? What enjoyment? do you get from watching somebody else play the video game? And the common defense that people bring up is like lots of people watch sports, you know? Because it's like fun, interesting, you have a team you support, whatever. But here's why that argument doesn't hold up. You can't play sports You can't play basketball the way LeBron plays basketball. You can't throw the football the way Tom Brady throws the football. That's why it's exciting to watch. Crazy stuff goes down. It's elite, high-level play. Just about anybody can play a video game. Maybe not quite at the level that some of these guys play it. But I'm going to give you a prime example of somebody who is the most baffling streamer streamers are the word for somebody who streams live streams playing video games is shroud okay shroud is a former CSGO professional player so he is pretty nice with the sticks if you know what i mean but he is not particularly funny like some streamers are he's not particularly pleasant to look at like some streamers are he's not ugly like some streamers are but he's he's just like an average guy he talks pretty little while he plays the game like you know he says stuff he he does but he doesn't interact with his chat a lot and he consistently has 20,000 concurrent viewers and millions of followers and like hundreds of thousands of viewers live concurrently, which is like the most anybody has. Um, And he gets that number quite frequently. So why do people watch this guy who's kind of the epitome of just like, you could do this yourself. You could just sit there and play the video game. What are you doing with your life, Ben? (laughs) That could be directed at anybody named Ben. Definitely not anybody specific. Definitely not this podcast host. Um, Yeah, anyways. And to explain this, I'm going to have to tell a little bit of a story. This guy, Shroud, was at his peak playing a video game called PUBG, which is short for Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. He was absolutely insane at this game. He was LeBron, okay? He was winning games like chicken dinner on a Sunday, all right? Absolutely fragging, okay? And he got huge numbers of viewers. He had this crazy, funny storyline with something called a stream sniper, which is somebody who kind of... Streamers play on delay sometimes, especially when they're playing games like this. So somebody who times their, their joining of a game, so they end up in the same game as the streamer, and then they interact with them live. And he had this crazy funny interactions with this stream sniper while playing the game. And it was a great time for everybody, okay? But, you know, games don't stay around forever. So, people stopped playing that, Shroud stopped playing that, and people moved on. And, you know, is what it is. And then, Shroud, just a week ago, boots up PUBG again. And viewership spikes, and I mean spikes. You know, he's gone from 20,000 viewers to triple, quadruple, quintuple that. When he goes live playing PUBG. What does that mean? That means nostalgia. There, people enjoyed watching this guy play a game three, four years ago so much that they, the second he boots it up again, a friend texts them, they get a notification, something happens and they immediately hop back in for more because That's how much they enjoyed that experience. And now Shroud's older. He's not as fast. His reaction time is slower. He's not quite at the same elite level. He doesn't hit trick shots anymore. Um, A video gamer peaks at 20 and that's the end of it. (laughs) It's just, just a funny thing to think about. But yeah, and so what does it mean that he has created nostalgia? Somebody who looked at a screen of a video game five years ago is so, was so overwhelmed and amazed by that experience that it left a lasting impact for enough for them to suddenly drop whatever they were doing five years later when they stopped being a kid who just had lots of free time and could afford to just play some, watch some people play some video games, not even play them, but just watch and then just to see this guy play mediocre PUBG and not just tune in for five seconds and be like, oh, haha, ha, cool, but stay and watch him for hours play this game again. That's community and it's the strangest, strangest thing to have an online community. You watch some guy, he doesn't care about you. He has 20,000 of you watching him but yet the experience is still so intimate, so moving and so powerful because you have a shared love with him for the game, for playing it at an exceptional level, at the best level that you can play, even without the story, okay? Even without all these fun interactions, it's all about the game and elevating that experience in this intangible, unknowable, but so, so powerful way because it's you and him against the world. Even when it seems like it's just him, it's not. And that's the craziest thing about any internet community it's all BS, it's all meaningless crap. Until you buy in Okay Nothing is powerful. Okay, you we all have sarcastic friends We all have sarcastic friends that can turn anything into just like a stupid Boring idea with some clever turn of phrase, okay? But for some reason a huge number of people have done this with watching people play video games. Something that makes millions of people happy. And, you know, obviously this is a personal issue to me, not because I watch people play video games, though I do. But because, you know, I'm trying to create a community here. And obviously podcasts are in. You know, everybody's doing podcasts. Lots of people, like, the video game streaming industry is growing too, but it's not as mainstream. And, you know, I just wish it was a little more accepted. Not that it needs accepting, right? Nobody is watching. is like, Eh, what? Karen doesn't like that I play video games and that I don't even play, that I just watch people play. Like, nobody is upset by those people but you know I'm just here to inform a little bit share a little bit of my experience and talk about shroud who really does have just like this exceptional way of being where he's so just like normal and and straightforward and just like a regular guy but there's something so crazy he has he has the x factor um about him and who knows what that means there's um There's a scene in the office. Well, okay. I won't get into that. You heard enough from me. If you want to know which scene from the office I'm talking about, feel free to reach out. Thank you so much for tuning in. I think what I'll do for next week is I'll upload two episodes, one normal, one talking like this, and another one continuing my reading of the series of unfortunate events. Um, It would be nice to get through the whole book um, before the new year. Just so we have like a bunch of audio for that that you can come back to whenever you you feel the need for a children's book when the, when the world is looking a little glum and you're not ready to lower yourself to watching somebody play video games and would rather listen to a barely adult read a story meant for children. Doesn't sound as exciting when you say it, right? That's that sarcasm kicking in, but you know. The fact that you need to belittle something proves that it is in fact quite large, so that's what I'll leave y'all with, peace.